This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge Number 2, and I'm here speaking on the level with Dave Gossin. Dave, why don't you start by giving me your full name, the name of your home, Blue Lodge, and any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge. Uh, David Martin Gossin. I was raised in Glenview Lodge, 1058, Glenview, Illinois. Joined York right there and then transferred to D.C. Cougar Lodge in Wheeling two years later with my father. He became a master. I would have been a master two years after him had things not gone sour, but he and I were both very active with uh, D.C. Cougar 81 in Wheeling. Um, had a falling out, moved out to Arizona, joined Arizona number two. Been very happy with the lodge out here. And uh, I'm trying to get active as I can with uh, other activities between the Shrine, Demoe, Blue Lodge activities. Yeah, speaking of which, so we're down at Encanto Park in Phoenix today. Uh, what's going on with uh, Demoe today? You're down here for Demoe? I'm down here for Demoe. I became an advisor with Demoe and the uh, suggestion of Andrew, our secretary. I'm a firm believer a lot of stuff we can do for the kids, and that's what the Shrine and Masonry is all about. Helping each other. Demolay is to help the boys 12 to 21. They can move into being uh, Masons if they want. Today we're having an activity for them, just for camaraderie, fun. It's a social event. Social event. We're out to play uh, kickball, I'm told. That <laughs> should be interesting. So uh, you, you mentioned Shrine. Are you a member of the Shrine? I am a member of uh, Medina Temple in Chicago and El Zariba in Phoenix. Yes. Oh, wow. And Medina. That's right. I know that name from, from Illinois. And did you say you're also a member of York Rite? I joined York Rite back in Illinois, but I, the year I was active with them, if I stepped off the curb of the building, nobody else would talk to me. I did not have kids in Demolay, Job's Daughters or anything, so unless it was in Lodge, I got to have a drinks afterwards, coffee or whatever, nobody would talk to me. It was just mm. like I didn't exist. I didn't feel that was the camaraderie I wanted, so I dropped out of York Rite. I went back to join the Shrine and then went through Scottish Rite with uh, Lodge Brothers from D.C. Kurgir. A bunch of us joined the uh, Scottish Rite together and then uh, watched them go into the Shrine. And it was a good time. I'm, uh, I'm happy I did it. So I've been invited to come back to York Rite by several different people. They just can't afford it at this point, time-wise and financially. Do you remember the first, so you said your, your father was a Mason. Do you remember the first time you heard of this thing called Freemasonry? It's a good question. Um, as an electrician, my father was also a member of a club called the uh, Craftsman's Club. The electricians that were also Masons, they didn't have to be in the union, but you had to be an electrician and a Mason, you joined the Craftsman's Club. They would have events for the families and stuff. And that's the first contact I ever had with anything Masonic, and it was through the Craftsman's Club. Learned later that a lot of business agents were in the club. I wound up joining it. Uh, had a good time while I was there, but uh, after I retired, moved away. Obviously, I'm not active with that club anymore. But I, I think I was in my early teens, maybe 13 or 14, when I first found out about this. And it intrigued me. I never knew exactly what it was. Did you hear about it through your father, or...? Well, yeah, he was, I mean, like I said, he was a craftsman. We'd go to the craftsman's club picnic, and right. after I got into the union, I found out they had tool shows that we did active and go help out with people demonstrating new tools and parts for the industry, if you will. It was a good time. We, obviously, there was uh, more to it than just 
their wares being sold at the shows. We had beer, we had sandwiches and stuff. So it was social time and uh, a lot of new products we got introduced to at these shows. People would see them, take them back to the job site with them, and it uh, got the contractors more aware of what's out there because the industry was growing so fast, it's hard to keep top of, on top of everything. Getting other people to see something, bring an idea back, helps out, helped us all. So. Now, was this in uh, this Glenview? This was actually in Chicago. In Chicago. Okay. Yeah. So by your by your teens, you were, you were in the city. I was born in Chicago. Born in Chicago. Moved out of Chicago in 56, about a year and a half old. Moved to a suburb called Northbrook. Grew up in Northbrook. I aged in Northbrook. I don't know if I ever grew up. (laughs) I moved out of there when I was 25. Got married. Stayed in the north suburbs of um, Mount Prospect, Palatine, Wheeling. So how old were you when you first got kind of serious or started researching more about masonry? I was like 24 years old, 25. I heard my dad saying he was getting somebody into masons. And I said, well, yeah, yeah, you know, I've known you 24 years. How come you never got me in? Flat out says, you never asked. (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. That's all I had to do was just had to ask. I'm not allowed to ask you if you want to join. To be one, you have to ask a mason, how to join. And that's all it takes. Hi, right, Dad, how do I get to be a mason? He goes, consider it done. I'll take care of it. Within uh, nine months, I was a uh, master mason. So, so you were 25? I was 25 at the time, yeah. Okay. And this was, you were you were raised in Glenview? Yes. Okay. And uh, how long were you a member in Glenview? Uh, I stayed active there. Probably, well, I stayed a member there for about 10 years, then I transferred to D.C. Kogir and Wheeling. D.C., what's it called, D.C.? D.C. Krigir. What's that mean? Uh, DeWitt Charles, I think. Okay, so they're named after. DeWitt Clinton Krigir. It's an old mayor of Chicago, actually. Really? And uh, he was also a mason. But, um, you must have started a lodge in Wheeling at some point. I don't know how they chose that name, but uh, they bounced around with different names. They merged once or twice. It's uh, got a very low number. 81 is kind of low, considering Glenview Lodge, where I was raised, was 1058. Holy cow. So, 81, wow. So, 81 yeah. is a low number. It's pretty low. Yeah. Holy cow. So, what was it at that age, at 25, that made you want to join and finally say, look, I'm, I want to know more. Dad, what do I got to do? What was it that was drawing you in? Things I heard my father talk, the camaraderie. We had gone on vacation once. My dad had borrowed a pickup camper from somebody he worked with. And uh, somehow we ran out of gas in the mountains. I guess the <laughs> altitude played havoc with the gas gauge. But my dad said, don't watch me. Just don't question it. Just sit here and don't watch. Oh, what do you mean, don't watch? Come on, what are you going to do, make magic signs? You know? <laughs> All of a sudden, a, a pickup truck with two guys in it pulls over to the side of the road. Guy gets out the passenger door, gets in the bed of the truck. My father gets in the front, and off they go. Half an hour later, truck comes back. Guy, the guy is still in the back of the truck. My father gets out of the front of the truck, shakes hands with the guy driving. I'm like, huh? What happened here? He's a brother Mason. Well, how the hell do you know that? We have our way. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Let me get this straight. This guy picked you up, made his son get in the back of the truck, drove you 20 miles to town, 20 miles back. 
with a gallon of gas so you can get the car. He goes, yeah, that's what brothers do. That's I'm like, this is unbelievable. This is what Masons do, huh? Tell me more. <laughs> I, I like this. This is pretty good. That's pretty cool. That's a good And story. that was my first actual vision of what brothers do for brothers. And uh, I tell you, I liked it. It hit home. Yeah. And uh, it's something I hope I never forget. So, that what year was that? Uh, let's see. My sister got out of high school, so college, 71. So, I had to be 71 when that happened. And how old were you then, you think? Um, I was 17. 17, okay. And when I got into Blue Lodge, I was, let's see, it was 1980, so I was just turned 25. So, between that time, that age... From 17 to 25, 25 eight years in there, you just kind of were learning and, and very curious and uh, finally said, that's it, I got I to gotta know more. I got to join. I want to join. What do I got to do? More at the end of the eight-year span than the beginning of it by far. But, okay. yeah, this, it took me about eight years before I finally, how come we've never done this? <laughs> <laughs> so, five for flash forward, so... Uh, what year did you say? I'm sorry, did you say you became a Mason? I was raised in 1980. 1980, so... April will be 36 years in 36 April. years yeah. in April. So you excited? 36 years. Yeah. Every year has got to be a little exciting. You're still in it, so you're marching towards that 40 years is not that far away. 40 no, so I'm actually looking forward to the 50-year pin. Yeah. But uh, I, I consider who else stands up for their birthdays in March, April out here is... Uh, Jim Raleigh, triple sticks. Yep. He's got like 37 years, 38 years. Larry Schaefer's got uh, 34 or 35 years. Will be. He's a year less than I think I am. Maybe two years less. But I, I, think I consider myself in some pretty good company. Good company, yeah. guys. It's, uh, well, I never thought about it. Yeah, you start every year as you're not. You see those same guys every year when we say happy birthday to, yeah. to guys when they're raised. I don't can't even remember who was raised the same year I was when I think about it. It took me 30 years to realize who was with me, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it that keeps you keeps you coming and keeps you, I mean, Demolay is a fairly new thing for you. It's a fairly new thing for us. The yeah. chapter just started last year, right? Um, yeah. What is it that keeps you wanting to participate and volunteer and do stuff and stay I hope that my grandkids will grow up and want to get involved in this. I'll be able to guide them better, explain it more to them, Tell them my experiences through working with the kids here. What little experience I've had seeing these gentlemen in Demolay, it's impressive to me. Some of these guys, I, I swear, could make grand lecturers in the Masonic Lodges. Their poise, their memorization, their ability to get up and comfortably talk in front of people, the way they act is unbelievable. I have never seen a more respectful group of young men in my life. And this is what I would like to see my grandkids grow up to be like. Hopefully, I'll uh, get the chance to nudge him in that direction. But if not, I still feel I'm going to be a part of helping somebody else do better things in their life. And uh, it's a good feeling knowing that you helped somebody become better. That's what we're all about at Mason Anyhow, is making good men better, right? Right, yeah, and that's that's one of the questions I usually ask. So we, we talk a lot about making good men better. Has Masonry made you a better man? I like to think it has. I've learned, I've, uh, I keep my mouth shut when I'm around Brother Masons more so than when I'm with Man Brothers. I, I remember when I was an apprentice, we learned, 
we're supposed to work better with Brother Masons. We are supposed to make ourselves better so we get better. We work better together than anybody else ever could. If that means I got to shut my mouth a bit and be a little more tolerant, so be it. <laughs> I'm told I'm not the easiest guy to get along with. I don't always believe it. But could be. <laughs> I could be mistaken. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think it's making me a better person. I know I want to do better, to be a better person for not only my kids, but other people I deal with. I think that as a Mason, I'm a representation of what's out there. And I gotta be better because of that. I'm not representing just myself, but I'm representing the whole fraternity. So, speaking of that fraternity, are there men who you think, when we think of these ideals of Freemasonry and what it's all about and being a better man, are there men that you think of that really embody those ideals that that you look up to or are kind of uh, somebody you think there's a guy I want to model myself after? Yeah, there's a lot of people like that. Unfortunately, in the reverse, there's also a lot of people I see that think they're way above all of the traditions and they want things done their way. And that really irritates me. It's a tradition, it's a fraternity that's been around from time immemorial, so we're all taught. We should strive to do better, be better, and make the next guy coming up better yet. I don't believe anybody should be trying to change the organization. I mean, it was built on certain principles and those aren't the principles I see a lot of people pushing these days, unfortunately. What, what are some of those principles that are important to you, uh, that we can talk about anyway? I believe in helping your fellow man, um, being honest and straightforward in all your dealings. We're taught to be, you know, part upon the square. You always leave somebody. As you want to be treated is how you should treat somebody else. I think uh, the fact that you should never supplant anybody in any of their laudable undertakings, which is something I was taught many, many years ago, you don't cut somebody off at the knees when they're trying to do good. You don't steal their thunder. If they're doing something, give them all the support you can. Help them build themselves up because if they're looking better. You're going to look better helping them. If you go to try to steal their thunder, it just makes you look like a thief. And you don't need that kind of bad press, if you will. I, right. I don't think it's right. I think uh, helping everybody else become better is a great thing. Imagine what the world would be like if everybody turned around to help their neighbor. Be a much better place. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Is it real? You know, is it likely to ever happen? I can do my part. Right. You can do your part. If we can do it, others can do it. Who's to say it can help or happen more often? Who do you mind me asking? Who some of those men are that that you think kind of embody those ideals? Just kind of stopped to pick my father up on the side of the road in Colorado is one for sure. Absolutely. I mean, going out of your way for somebody like that was mind-boggling. Uh, some of most of the guys aren't with us anymore. This guy in Chicago that was in my lodge. Uh, Ron Lejeune, retired uh, Chicago cop. He was instrumental in getting me active in some of the offshoots of Masonry, like um, an organization called Yellow Dog, which was brought around for time of the Depression. A group of guys that could afford it got together and would chip in a few bucks here to help distressed worthy brothers that didn't have some, didn't have money. It was just a little fundraiser, but it was, uh, 
another fun group to get into. Right. You do some crazy stuff that you're going to have in common with somebody, like your ritual for initiation. Everybody, that's, a yellow dog has gone through the same stuff. It's fun. Then they had another one. Yellow dog. Back. Yeah. It seems to be only something from back east, though. Nobody out here has heard of it. Uh, there was another one, Society of Hospitalers of the Inner Temple. S-H-I-T for short. <laughs> and you can imagine... That would be a shrine uh, group, no? Well, this was actually it was Masonic. It was, it's, oh, okay. uh, you didn't have to be in a shrine, but... Okay. Shrine, they say, is a playground of masonry. This is all leading up to it. Hospitalers, uh, I've never heard of. I thought that was connected to a shrine. Well, if you knew the rituals, you wouldn't think so. <laughs> okay. But it, it was... Uh, oh, God, some of the memories of that stuff. Was, holy cow. And there's the grotto is another old thing yeah. I've heard of that they had out here. There is still an active grotto chapter from what I stand here in Arizona. Can you think of any any of the more fun uh, memories or times either from Illinois or here? Any stories you'd want to share about something really funny or fun or interesting? I like seeing how our lodge in particular got along when we went to Grand Lodge last year. We had um, half a dozen members show up from our lodge and Seeing these guys outside of the lodge, but still active with masonry, was uh, a whole different light shed on some people. And it's like you're seeing a whole different angle of people. And it's like you do actually really know how to have fun, don't you? It's like, I, I always thought you had to stick in the wrong spot, but here you go. I mean, you're still doing great things, but people are relaxed a little. You're bit. relaxed, and my God, you're actually fun to be with. <laughs> I had another thought. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that uh, surprise me with how they are when you, you get them off. That's one of the things I like about masonry is sometimes you wouldn't get a chance to know people because maybe oh, yeah. in society we're so closed off where we stay in these little cliques and in masonry crosses all boundaries. And you very you true, get a chance to true. know people from many different backgrounds and places that you may not have otherwise known. This is very true, and it's a great thing. Any Any closing thoughts or anything you'd like to leave people with? It's a fraternity that's been around for a long time. I don't think these new guys should be out there trying to change it for what they think it should be. It's survived for a good reason. And uh, what some people are trying to do to it, I think it's just going to destroy it. I've seen in our own lodge, we've got a few people that have tried to run things the way they see fit, and it's just created problems. And it's, a, it's sad. We all went through the same ritual. We all were taught the same things. Go with what you were taught. Believe in what the fraternity is and continue it on. It's going to make everybody who's involved, honestly, a better person. Not only to yourself, to others. You know, it relates not only to mankind, to your spouses, children. But uh, it makes you better in business, too, I think, because you... You're more open to treat somebody like a brother, which is good. Too many times you see people out just to stick to somebody in a business deal, and knowing that if I deal with a brother, I can trust him out of my sight with anything is, is a comfort, and I, I like that. I want to nurture that feeling with other people and keep it growing so that more people get to experience it. Forgot what we were talking about. That's it. Just your closing thoughts. <laughs> Dave, thank you very much for taking time to talk to me. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it. Be surprised if you.